Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. So excited to be here, as I am every week. I think maybe I need to figure out a way to do this more because this is my favorite time of the week. I'm going to jump right in because I've got an amazing guest for you. You know, I don't often bring guests back on the show because there's so many amazing people, but I just had to, and he has an open invite on my show anytime. What happens when a former Navy SEAL sniper turned media CEO and New York Times spelling author best-selling author, teaches business leaders how to make the best decisions under pressure. Well, what happens is Brandon Webb changes my life with his newest book with John David Mann, Total Focus, Make Better Decisions Under Pressure. I was fortunate to get an advanced copy of this book, which comes out this month. This book needs to be on your bookshelf. If you want to go forward in your life, if you want to do something on a larger scale, or if you just want to have a life of excellence, whatever that means for you, get this book, Total Focus. Please welcome Brandon Webb back to the show. Hey, Laura. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the kind words. Well, you know, I've read every one of your books, and there's just something about this one. Let me open with a quote from you from the book. Like the spectrum of light, there is a spectrum of achievement, with plenty of people vibrating away, content as pigs in slop at the lower frequencies. I need to ask you, that, that sentence to me really seems to sum up you and, and your books and everything you're doing. Can you talk about that in terms of your, you and, and your philosophy of excellence in life? Sure, and I, you know, it's... It's also, I think, important for everyone to define success for themselves. Right? And, and success doesn't have to be having a, a ton of money. You know, success success can mean many things. So I think it is up to to people to to define that for themselves. But but also, I just see so many people these days in you know, in jobs or schools because society or their parents told them and to, to be and act a certain way and, and do a certain things. And I'm talking people that I have a friend who's a brain surgeon and he's miserably makes tremendous amounts of money, but it's just not what he's passionate about. So I think, you know, that quote kind of res- comes from a place and resonates with me is, look, you've you know, so many people are just kind of content to go through life a certain way. And one of the, you know, beautiful things that I've learned in the military and, and, and sadly losing a lot of friends is time, you know, is our most precious asset. And we can't wait. Like, you can't wait because the years go by so fast. And if you want a really sobering experience, like, count pretend you live to a hundred years of age and put, put those days on the back of a door. Cause they'll fit on, on less than a, than a full size door. And it's a very humbling experience. And, and it shows you that, you know, our, our time on earth is finite and we really have, you know, I just hope people, this book nudges them to, to 
do the things that they really love and are passionate about. What was intriguing about the concepts in this book, Brandon, for me was you're not talking about changing your entire life. What you're saying is whatever you're doing, do it with focus. Yeah. And that's something I know for myself I've struggled with lately. I've, I've allowed other situations in my life to take my focus away and make it sort of such a soft focus that I didn't focus on anything. I just allowed my life to go in whatever direction it was going. And it was working, but at the same time, it wasn't. In, in your book, you, taught, you had these first two parts of the book that really started triggering me crazy. You talked about something called front sight focus and total situational awareness. Um, in my book, I talk about horses and putting blinders on. But that's not really the same thing. What is it about snipers and the work that you do that enabled you to put together this book? Well, you know, I... I spent a lot of years as a sniper and then training snipers. And, you know, one of the things that that we're really good at as snipers is, is getting rid of all the external distractions and focusing on the task at hand. And, and, and so real, you know, now being out and, and as an entrepreneur and looking at all the lessons that I've learned along the way, I looked at what are those principles that I taught and used as a sniper and how, how am I applying that to my own life? And, you know, to, and to answer your question, you know, this, it's funny because I, I read Tim Ferriss's latest book, Tool of the Titans, and it really got me back into a morning routine and, and daily meditation. And, and I, draw a lot of similarities between this like Zen meditation and, and what we used to do as snipers behind the rifle scope to really just focus in on the task at hand and not let him be bothered by anything else. And a lot of that has comes from, you know, practice and mental visualization. And, and I'm a huge fan of visualization and I'm pretty sure I tell the story in the book about, um, the POW who was uh, a prisoner in Vietnam for four years, and he was an avid golfer. I don't know if you if you remember that story, I do remember that story, but my listeners may and, not. So yeah. <laughs> it's a it's an incredible story. It's, it's and it really proves how visualization works um, and and how it can work for all of us. And the short version is this: um, Navy pilot was shot down. Did over four years in, in a prisoner of war camp they called the Hanoi Hilton. It's just a terrible place. And how he dealt with it was he would play rounds of golf in his head at all his favorite courses. And, and so now, you know, the war's ended. He, he comes home to San Diego. and There's a big naval hospital in San Diego called Balboa. And he's in the, in the ambulance, and they're driving him to, to be checked out. And, he, you know, he looks like hell. He's skinny and he's malnourished. And But he drives past the, the golf course, which is in the back gate of North Island in San Diego. And 
he says, look, you've got to stop this ambulance. I, I need to get out and play a round of golf. And they're looking at him like he's crazy. And they're probably figuring out why he, he couldn't even stand up by himself and he's best to play 18 holes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, you're crazy. So he, and he walks into the clubhouse and they, you know, they look at him like they want to throw him out because he, he just doesn't look like he belongs there. And he, he tells them who he is. And, you know, the guys in the room um, kind of tear up and take him to the pro shop and deck him out. And he says, look, I just want to shoot, you know, a, a round of golf, 18, 18 holes. And, and he finishes the game and he shoots, he shoots par. Having That's not, insane. I've never shot yeah, par. <laughs> Having not picked up a golf club in, in years, and it's probably one of the worst, you know, physically in shape he's ever been. And and these guys are standing around and just kind of dumbstruck. And they're like, look, what? how is this possible? And he says, I've been playing perfect golf in my head for, for four years. And, and when we started teaching our students how to, play or you know play their own version of golf in their head and and that was you know imagine yourself in these scenarios where you're you know potentially you know there's distractions gunfire uh in you know imagine yourself and visualize yourself in these situations and and how you're going to deal with it and continue to focus on your target and and perform flawlessly and when we started teaching them you know, to practice perfect in their head, we started seeing students shooting perfect scores for the first time ever. And, you know, the shooting tests we put these guys through are incredibly tough. And there's all sorts of variables like like wind and environmental conditions like barometric pressure that, that affect, you know, the flight path of a bullet at, at long distances. So, um, but, you know, the what really motivated me to write this book was to give an experience share. And I'm a member of the entrepreneurs organization and the New York city chapter, and it's a global organization of entrepreneurs. And when I moved to New York city, I joined the New York chapter and, and I've gotten a, a tremendous amount of EO and, you know, I meet once a month with my forum of seven other business owners and we have a rule in EO and it's that you can't give advice to each other. Um, We can only share from a place of experience and, you know, the philosophy there is every one of us has the ability to make our own decisions, you know, and and it's important to share experiences and take those experiences in. But, you know, I can't possibly you know, know you well enough to know what's best for you. Like only you know that and have, have the, um, you know, intimate knowledge to, to make your own decisions. So the, the idea behind the book was to share my own experiences and hopefully people come away from reading this book with a little more clarity to their own situation in life and business and feel maybe a little bit more, prepared and, and knowledgeable and, and able to take action and make their own decisions.
Well, you certainly lay out an amazing plan in here. When we come back from the commercial break, we're going to talk about front sight focus and total situational awareness, which sound like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're really not. We'll be right back with more from Brandon Webb. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. Brandon, I teased everybody saying we're going to talk about front sight focus and total situational awareness, which are two of the concepts you talk about in the book. They seem, on the surface, completely different. How can you have front sight focus and total situational awareness and be good at either one? Sure. I mean, it, you know, when you when you say it like that, it, I can see how people wouldn't be able to to figure out how the two are related. But you, know, I see so many entrepreneurs that are just distracted. They're very talented, and they they have the ability to grow their businesses to a certain point, and then they they think they're going to go go grow like three more on the side, and and they realize, you know that they can't push past maybe into the, to get that business past the, what I usually see is about the 2 million in revenue mark. They're just kind of stuck because they're chasing all these other opportunities. And as you know, you know, running one business is challenging enough as opposed to going out and and trying to, to, to start another one or chasing all these other opportunities. And when you are focused on, when, when I made the decision, because I had this problem when I got out, I was chasing all sorts, when I got out of the military, I was chasing all these different opportunities. You know, you know, the SEAL brand was being elevated in the media, and there was no shortage of people reaching out to me, wanting me to invest in companies, serve on boards of companies, and, and I was just chasing everything. And fortunately, I met a guy named Todd who owned a Porsche dismantler business and he hired me to, to do some shooting lessons. And he said, look, I, you know, we got to know each other over a couple of weeks. He's like, man, you remind me a lot of myself. And before I made the decision to focus on my, my business, I was all over the place. And, and when I did focus, I started to have incredible, incredible success. And when I put his, it just resonated with me. And when I put that into practice, I really started to see things take off uh, for me uh, professionally, not only as an author, but as a business owner and entrepreneur. And, yeah, I was talking to James Altucher, who's who's a friend of mine. And he wrote a book called The Power of No, and it's, it's the same thing. Like, the, the power of no is learning how to say no to to opportunities that, you know, maybe good opportunities, but they just may not be aligned with your, with your core goal at the moment in business. And, I, and goal setting is a huge uh, thing I talk about in total focus. It's so important to, to plan out your goal because to get a team to work together, there has to be a common purpose and a common goal. If there's not, you just kind of see, you know, teams just kind of, you know, they're on that, that hamster treadmill and you see this all over the place in politics um, and in business. Um, but to get to your point on situational awareness, you know, being focused on 
an opportunity, whether that's your career or your business, and, and really setting goals and driving towards them and being focused, it's also important to have situational awareness. And that that means, you know, what's going on outside of you. You can't be so focused that you aren't paying attention to, you know, mark changes in market forces. Um, you know, just I run a media and e-commerce business today. And if I hadn't paid attention to what was happening in the advertising industry, especially the digital space and how disruptive Facebook was was going to be to the industry and they've massively disrupted the advertising industry and, and now Google and Facebook have the really the lion's share of the digital ad advertising spend. Facebook primarily because you can spend a dollar on Facebook and and make four or five dollars and you can't do that on with a TV ad or or a a print ad in a magazine the way you can on Facebook. And, you know, there's a lot of expertise and hard work that goes in into, you know, making that money off a of Facebook ad, but it's very possible. We, you know, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on Facebook ads every month and we do it at a profit, but it's, it's stuff like that. What I mean, situational awareness. And I see it at, at the very um, small level, just people walking around New York city staring at their smartphones, not paying attention to what's going on around them. I'm just looking at them like, God, you're just, you know, and it's a great example for people that go through life like that in their career. And they wake up one day and, and go, what just happened to me? Like, how did, how did I not be prepared for this and see this coming? And, and that's really what I'm, what I mean by, you know, pay attention to your, to be situationally aware and pay attention. I, I was, I was stuck at JFK coming off a flight from Europe last summer and there was an active shooter scare in Terminal 1 and nobody knew what was going on and I saw, I really saw three kinds of people, the people that, and imagine this, I get off the plane and I get my passport stamp and I'm waiting for my bag and police run and scream into the baggage area that and are yelling at people that there's an active shooter and that they should run for their lives and there's you know 400 plus people in in passport control and it's fresh off of these planes from germany and france where you know recently they had their own terrorist attacks and they just it was complete chaos and there there was a person that you know closed their eyes stayed put and just started crying and the other persons were panicking, running around like crazy. And then there were the people that were actually taking stock of the situation and making decisions. And, you know, thankfully I was, I was in that category, but it was very interesting to, to see how people reacted to that scenario. And the people who were situationally aware are the ones that are going to survive that type of situation. And, you know, it's, it's an extreme example, but it was a, something that happened to me. Um, and, and I'm sure it, while you were in combat, that happened a lot. You had to focus on your goal, which was intelligence gathering, um, preventing other people from being killed, preventing what might happen in the future, focus down that site or whatever you were doing, not being found. 
But if you weren't aware of what was happening around you, you could end up dying as well. Yeah. I mean, that's an extreme example, right? Yeah, and I, exactly. And then, you know, in business, like I said, we saw, you know, to to put it in simple terms, running a digital publishing company, traditionally like television and, and magazines, you make money off advertising revenue. And I saw this, this, the advertising industry was changing and we, we were heavily reliant on advertising dollars. And I saw it, you know, dark clouds on the horizon and started making changes and said, you know what, we have really good content. Let's charge a subscription, a small fee to access um, our news site, um, which is a softrep.com, a veteran run news site. And, and let's, you know, where else can we charge a small subscription fee for our content that's original and, and quality and, and hedge against this change in advertising as well as what can we do to what are other ways we can make money off our audience and take care of our audience. And we said, you know what, they're asking us what equipment and, and gear to buy, you know, whether it's, you know, dads asking about what tent um, is the best tent because they're taking their family camping or Okay, and we're going to have to go to national news in just a few seconds. I want to talk about that more when we come back. We're here with Brandon Webb talking about total focus, how to make better decisions under pressure. And we'll be right back to talk about uh, embracing the suck. For those of you just joining us live on iHeartRadio, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're here talking with Brandon Webb, um, former Navy SEAL sniper turned CEO of a media empire. And his latest book, Total Focus, Make Better Decisions Under Pressure with John David Mann. And for those of you on the podcast, this was instantaneous since I cut out all the commercials. So, Brandon, before the break, we were talking about this whole concept of front sight focus and total situational awareness. And just I know you want to pull your thoughts yeah, together I was, on that. I was just, um, you know, sharing and my experience of how we we started the e-commerce uh, division of the company it was because we we saw the changing uh, landscape in advertising and and we listened to our customers who were asking us advice on equipment to buy so we we ended up starting a monthly box for for men you know basically like imagine if james bond is picking cool gadgets and sending them to you in a box every month and and that's been a huge uh, business for us um, in a relatively short period of time so it's it's just it's so important to kind of keep that awareness about you whether you're it's your career or your business because if you just if things are going well and you're not paying attention and, and adjusting you know it's like floating down the, the river rap, rapids and you can kind of have a paddle on the water but you know if you're not looking for what's coming ahead you could get flipped over <laughs> and so it's, it's really important to pay attention um, and that's what I talk about in that in that piece there on situational awareness. You um, talk in, later in the book about something that you do every year. And I think it ties with this. I know I want to talk about embracing the suck because to me that was <laughs> just, I, it, I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it, it's yeah. so powerful at the same time. Um, you every year create a vision theme for your company 
where you want to go based on your your goals, your vision, your values. You're very clear on your company values, which is something that everybody needs to put together for their business and for themselves personally. How does that vision theme come together and why do you think that's so important? How does somebody go about even creating a vision and and a theme on it for the year? Keeping in mind your ideas of situational awareness. It's it's one of the, if not the most important things we can do in our lives is is create a vision for ourselves. Like, where do we want to go in life? And I do it with my children as well. Every Christmas, I we sit down and I and I make them write write it out. Uh, because if you don't have that plan, you're just drifting through life. And so, you know, in my business, every year I get input from all of our our. I have a very flat, um, you know, flat org chart, but I get the directors to to give me their input on where they want to take their piece of the business for the next year. And I use that to create this overall vision statement. And at at our annual strategy meeting, you know, I announce it and say, look, this is, this is our vision for the next year. And this is how we're going to get there. Um, And I let, I let them participate in it because I think it's important and when you have that singular vision and goal for the year, every, and it's important for it to be understandable and simple. But everyone can rally around that. And and again, I see it. I see the lack of it all over the place. I you know, a very you know close to the heart example to me is Afghanistan. Like as a country, America lost its way in Afghanistan. We have not had a strategic objective, a clear strategic objective in Afghanistan. And and when you look at the last 10 years, it's a complete disaster. Billions of dollars wasted, thousands of lives lost for what? And what, you know, are we ultimately going to accomplish there? And that's just just one example. Um, And bringing it back, so it's just so important for people to have that plan, like where they're going to go for that year. And, you know, it's, it's not a fad. It's not, Oh, I'm going to make a new year's resolution. This is like where you want to go. And I break it down personally. I I have one for myself as well. And I talk about my vision for my business, my personal life, like what's important to me this year personally. And my, my grandparents are in their nineties and it was, really important that I spend time with them this year. And I made sure that that was on my, my vision statement. And I, I accomplished that. I did two really incredible trips to see my grandparents. So, so can you explain, give us some more examples, let's say. Sure. So, you know, for me personally, I, I right about November, I go away for a couple of days and I create my vision statement for the next year. And I, I put down what I want to accomplish in business, um, personal, and and I have a, a family category too, like what how I want to be a, a better parent. And I put things down that are actionable and measurable, and you have to be specific. So it's if it's on the the family side, it's you know spend um, take my take my daughter to Europe for our our annual father daughter trip. 
um, and and actually plan it out. And then you know I just I fill in these very specific things that that I want to accomplish, and then I track it with I have an accountability partner, and it could be a friend, a family member. Um, I check in with my COO on the on our business goals monthly, and for my personal goals. I use an EO form made of mine who's actually featured in the book, uh, Solomon. He's, he started a, a frozen yogurt chain called 16 Handles. Uh, it originally started in New York. Now he's all over the place. But Solomon and I meet for breakfast at 8 a.m. Uh, on the east side of New York, and we, we grill each other and hold each other accountable. Um, so the accountability piece is, is important as well. Um, but you know the it's just so important to have a clear idea of where you're going and and i I use the kind of river if you imagine life as a river and are you just gonna hop in a boat and let the current take you wherever or are you gonna try and put you know an oar in the water and at least set your own direction because you know nothing is perfect life life throws us a tremendous amount of adversity, and you and I both. Have, have experienced a lot of adversity and that's just life. And, and, it, and when I get into the part about embracing the suck in the book, you know, you, you can look at the cards you've been dealt and moan and groan about it, or you can say, look, these, this is the hand I've been dealt. How am, you know, what lessons have I learned and, and what can I do with this to, to turn it into a positive? Cause it's very, when you adopt that, healthy attitude of embracing the suck and it's really embracing adversity your attitude completely changes on how you look at things and i see my friends and they just start complaining and they they talk about all those negative things i'm like that just serves no purpose like let's figure out how we can use this situation to our our advantage and you know you and i were talking before the show and i i had a situation recently you know i'm an author I've, you know, you put yourself out there, you, inevitably you're going to get people that are going to take sh- cheap shots at you. And I had a, a former teammate saying really bad things about me on social media and it, it didn't affect me, but you know, my, my kid's mom called me and says, Hey, look, you know, our daughter read this stuff. Can you talk to her? And that really got to me I and, bet, and affected me. You know, my 13 year old daughter's you know, reading this on social media. And so I just thought about it and I, I got over the the angry part really quick and said, you know what, I'm going to use this as a really powerful learning lesson for my, for my kids to, to show them, look, this is a life lesson here. When, you know, when you are doing good things and out achieving your goals in life, you're always going to have people that will say and do things and you've got to like you've got to take the high road and and so I had this really neat conversation with my daughter about it and and I think she walked away from it I mean she's about you know and about to be a high schooler and it's uh it's a tough world out there <laughs> yeah especially you know? for kids with social media there there's so much yeah. bullying and everything you know you're I, yep. that story is so powerful for me because um, I, I was recently interviewed by Ursula Menges for her Double Your Sales podcast, and the conversation went to this whole idea of imposter syndrome and 
even though I ran a seven figure company and, you know, but I felt like a failure after everything. And what hit me was I was afraid to step out because I was afraid that somebody may say something online or put me down. And if I put myself out there that, you know, I'm exposed and people could say things. And um, Peter Hoppenfeld, who's um, my attorney and a strategist and a friend, he, he said one thing to me when I was writing my book. He said, Laura, as long as you tell the truth and you live in truth, then you don't have to, then that can't affect you. It's if you put yourself out there in a way that's not truth, that goes against your own beliefs and, and you're being inauthentic, that's when that's a problem. And it stuck with me. And that's, I think, yeah. what your story is saying as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it we all deal with that. Uh, you know, I, you and I may be on a little bit different level, you know, as an author. And when you put yourself out in the media, I think it, it comes, um, it comes in a lot more frequently, but, uh, you know, I told a story in the book about my friend Mark Harmon, the actor. Uh, who oh, I love that uh, story, and I, and I want you to tell that when we come back from this commercial break and say hi to your puppy for me. And uh, we'll be right back with more from Brendan Webb. So, Brendan, Mark Harmon. Yeah, amazing, amazing human being. And Mark, you know, I was I was starting to have... You know, as you mentioned earlier, you stick yourself out there. People are starting to say things, and and Mark just pulled me aside. He's like, "This happens to everybody who has some success, and you just have to remember that these people that are saying these things aren't in a very—they're just not in a good place in their life. Like nobody who's happy and successful has will take time out to tear other people down. So it was just an important lesson for me, and you know." A lesson I, I I tell the story in detail in the book uh, about that conversation with Mark, but I, I think it's just important for people to know that you know that even more important that we learn. Um, I talk about self-talk and total focus and how we talk to ourselves and and really choosing to adopt a positive mindset is incredibly important in everything we do in life. You say in the book, excellence is not about inborn talent or natural skills, excellence is purely a state of mind. Absolutely. It's, it's a state of mind and, and a habit that we, we can develop over time. And it's just it's up to us to make the choice inside of us. And, and so I really, you know, I, I'm excited about this book because it's my first foray into the kind of business self-help category, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to people's reactions and it was it was nice to you know before the show to to hear you talk about the book and how it imp- made an impact. Well, what's fascinating is you say it's your first foray into that, but yet every book you've written to me felt like it was leading up to this one. Yeah, no, it it felt like that naturally for me. Like this just seemed like the book to to write for me, and you know, and I think about I've been an entrepreneur now. I think this year a little bit longer than I than I was uh, a Navy SEAL, and so it's uh, for me just a, a part of my my personal growth and and as a leader and an entrepreneur and CEO, 
Um, so I, I just wanted to, to share it with people, and, uh, and I hope they walk away and, and learn how to make better decisions under pressure and a lot more. One of the, the reason I started this show was to help people learn to ask the right questions and of the right people. And not everybody has access to the people that I've access to, although they could, all they have to do is ask, right? You, you just need to approach yep. people. You need to read. You and I are both avid readers. I can easily read a book every couple of days because I, I love reading that much. You mentioned in the book, gaining a larger perspective. And that's what I, I hope that this show does. This is what people tell me it does. It helps them gain that larger perspective you being on the show is not a normal thing for people to hear. You know, you failed, you've succeeded, you've saved lives, you put yourself on the front line, but here you are willing to expose everything. I mean, at the end of the book, I loved this, by the way, you shared your onboarding letter that you give to every new employee. Why? Yeah, I. it's one of those things where, like you said earlier, when you live your live your truth and you have nothing to hide. I just, I really, you know, that letter was a combination of, you know, personal experience. Um, I, I adapted the, you know, the, the offer of money in there because Zappos would put people through training and, and offer them $5,000 to leave the company or, or stay. If, and I just thought that was, you know, having that financial incentive was a real, powerful litmus test on do you still want to be a part of this team um, and I, you know it was just again I wanted being in a member of the entrepreneurs organization we're all about being vulnerable and, and truthful and honest and open and, and to me that letter was something I just wanted to share with the readers and and let them see like look this is this is something I I write to every person that comes on board to my team and and back to your your other point which i think is really important is is access to people because people always say oh i just can't get a hold of this person and again james alter sure and i were were talking about this and when you approach people you you have to think about how you can also add value not just take away and i remember james telling me when he was trying to get in front of some very powerful people, even Warren Buffett, that he would think, how do I, what, what can I add that I'm doing that can add value to their, their life? And he would write these long emails and, and you know, whether it's giving stock tips because he's, you know, he was into finance, but he was just really conscientious about the exchange of value. And I think people need to realize that when they're asking for someone's time that, that they do need to realize like there is this value exchange that happens and how, how can they show up and what value can they offer this other person if they're going to, you know, make a request because we have to, we have to surround ourselves with positive people, people that are, are doing better than ourselves and, and in places where we want to go because you, you adapt to your environment and you want to put yourself, change your environment sometimes if necessary, but put yourself into those, environments where people are doing and producing things that that are aligned with your own goals and values it's such a beautiful way to wrap up the show is that whole idea of, of the values last thought um well actually let's make sure everybody knows where to get the book and how to reach out to you 
sure there's a book um, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Total Focus. They can go uh, to my author website, brandontylerweb.com. Um, I, I keep all my social media on there, and I'm, I'm very active on, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, but Brandon Tyler Webb, you can find all my books on there. And, and everywhere books are sold, you'll, you'll find Total Focus. Okay, and it's Total Focus, Make Better Decisions Under Pressure. Brandon Webb and John David Mann, who I'm going to have John on next week. He's awesome. <laughs> John <laughs> I, is amazing. I, I love him. And it's, we're going to talk about how a cellist and a sniper got together to write these amazing books. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, last <laughs> thought yeah. you'd like to leave my audience with? I would just say, have that vision statement, you know, take, take time. If you can't give yourself time, then, then you've got a serious problem, but take that time to, to write a vision statement and put thought into where you want to be personally, professionally with, with your friends and family, because it's, it's a very powerful tool. And after you write that statement, don't forget to keep that situational awareness because you may need to change it. Absolutely. But and you, realize that life isn't perfect. You're going to be in, find yourself in adverse situations. And, and the, the mindset of a champion is someone that looks at adversity as an opportunity to learn and grow. I love that. That's such a perfect way to, to close out the show. So my last thoughts on this book for everybody is, you know, I'm all about the right questions. This book in seven principles really has helped me just in reading it and prep for the interview to think about what is my vision? What is my front sight focus? What do I want to be doing? And then how am I going to get there? Creating out those goals, taking through those steps and getting rid of a lot of extraneous things. So I want everybody to be thinking about that. There's seven amazing principles in this book. At the end of the day, you need to surround yourself with the right people. You need to have a vision. You need to have a plan. So if you need an accountability partner, tweet it out to me. Um, you can even tag Brandon on social media. Let us know what your vision is. We're here to support you. Have the best life you can possibly have. And remember, everybody, the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone. been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.